The podcast of this local government meeting is brought to you by Michigan Radio. For more coverage of local government meetings and to find out how you can support this service, go to michiganradio.org. For the full board of directors of the Foundation for Excellence, I'm calling to order the meeting now. Um, and at this time, I'd like to have Steve Brown go over the public comment rules. Thank you, Madam President. Can you take a look at Oh, I think that's what I discussed. Okay, so we're going to um, take a couple steps back and do roll call as previously discussed um, for when the Board of Directors is meeting together like this. Thank you for the reminder. President Calderon Waisel. Present. Vice uh, President Brisman. Present. Treasurer Carroll. Present. Secretary Miller. Here. Um, Director Anderson. Here. Director Hess. Here. Director Balcom. Here. Director Bostrom. Here. Director Harrison. Director Hoffman. Here. Director Lonberg. Here. Director Salas. Here. Director uh, Charlene Taylor. Director Harrison. Yeah. Director Alice Taylor. Director Washington. Here. Director Hopewell, Infant uh, Director of America. So. If we have a quorum, Thank you. Thank you. Welcome, Director Harrison. Would you like to switch to a different chair? No, Thank you, Director Hopewell. Yeah. They're in the basement, the new ones. Thank you, Madam President. Uh, as this is an open meeting, there are rules for public comment, which are enumerated on page three of the packet. And so at the time of public comment under item E, uh, members of the public in person or calling in will have three minutes to comment. And we will announce the phone number at that time again. Uh, if anyone would like to take it down now, it's 269-337-8047. Excuse me, that's for the, I'm sorry, let me say that again. The, the call number is 1-888-382-9556. And I'll repeat that at the time of item. Thank you. Moving on to the next order of business is the approval of the minutes for the September 12th meeting. I'm seeking a motion. So moved. Thank you, Director. Support. Thank you. You never do this well. Um, any questions or comments? All those in favor, say aye. 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 Any opposed, please say nay. Seeing that there are none, that motion passes. The next, uh, the next item, excuse me, on the agenda is going to be C1, um, in which we have some guests that are joining us here today from Miller Johnson. Um, the introduction here for our guests will be made by our manager, Rowan. Thank you, Madam President. Uh, Board of Directors, I'd like to introduce the attorney, Rich Cherry with Miller Johnson Attorneys and his team, Amy Yockham was able to attend today and Alex Page, unfortunately John was part of some of the letters. Director uh, Taylor, please come in. Thank you. <laughs> and Rich worked for a number of years with the city as we discussed when the contract was approved. And just keep it simple, Rich, I'll hand it off to you to introduce yourself. Yeah, so uh, 
with Sherry. I know I know a lot of you um, through my work with the city and then with the community. And uh, I thought it was great to see everybody. Uh, thanks for having us. Um, again, this is my team. Uh, John McFarland is not here. This is Amy. This is Alex. And so we are here to serve you. Um, thank you so much for uh, accepting our uh, contract and supporting it to a level. It's been a wonderful thing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I tell a little bit about myself. I don't want to belabor it because I know you have a long agenda, so we'll be kind of quick. Um, I, uh, I'll start with myself. I'll let Casey introduce themselves. But um, I worked for the city for nine years. Uh, and before that, I worked, I, uh, Clyde got me from Chicago. <laughs> so, um, but I, I, I uh, born, well, not born, but raised in Kalamazoo, went to Kalamazoo Boy Norix. Yeah, go Knights. Uh, I graduated from Kalamazoo Area Master Science Center. I like to like that too. Um, and then went to K College for four years. Uh, see, Laura and I are like this. Um, and then uh, moved to Chicago um, after I went to high school. So uh, back here, my family goes here. Uh, my family uh, actually gets to go to uh, County Public School. So we'll go to Lloyd Norris too. So. Uh, but I know uh, nothing about myself. I'm going to introduce my team. Amy, I would like to kick it off. Thank you. Amy Jackal, I'm a member of Notre Johnson. I've been a member for a little over a year, but I've been in the law for since 2009. I originally came to the Kalamazoo area thanks to the Resident Medallion Scholarship Program, so I will plug Western And uh, I'm part of this team because I'm a corporate uh, governance, uh, nonprofit, educational. Uh, transactional lawyer with kind of background in advising nonprofit boards, uh, looking at general commercial contracts, mortgage uh, acquisitions, uh, and other things that are domain objects that may have operation of the foundation. Bill Johnson, uh, we do a lot of community engagement work, um, so we're aware of uh, the foundation of uh, impact of the community. So uh, we've done uh, nonprofits and advising for a lot of <laughs> now, Alex Page. Yes, I'm Alex Page. Um, I'm an associate attorney and I've been practicing two years, so I don't have this experience of a resume as then. Oh, but, <laughs> um, I'm born and raised in Kalamazoo. I'm a Kalamazoo Christian. My family's all in Kalamazoo still here, so here all the time. Um, like Amy, very involved with the pro bono work. I do a lot of um, expungement clinics, represented um, a bunch of um, applicants for expungement and other related work 
So, like I said, our team is very talented. I didn't say that, but you know. <laughs> um, and uh, I mean, we have uh, John McFarland, who is not here, has experience with foundations. Uh, most notably, he did the. Uh, he's been uh, as one of his clients is the Myers Foundation. So he's very averse uh, on foundations and how they operate. So uh, he can help you out too. So you don't necessarily have to go always to me. These uh, uh, my partners are uh, ready to be available, but I will be here at every meeting. So um, you don't have to pay, uh, pay my travel expenses because I'm right around the corner. Um, and so, yeah, with whatever you need, I am here. Um, we're all here for you. And thank you so much for choosing Miller Johnson um, as your uh, attorneys. Thank you. Thank you, Rich. Yes. Madam President, I'd like to Mr. Cherry. He indicated his experience growing up in Kalamazoo and then at law school going to Chicago. He needed to be uh, sworn into the Michigan Bar, which came to work for the city of Bat Creek. So, much to the, I think, delight of Judge Lipsy, who we are in front of, and Rich's mother, who's at present, I referred to him as the prodigal son. <laughs> so, we killed the fatted lamb. <laughs> yeah, I remember. <laughs> Now, thank you for lifting that up. That is one thing. And thank you for your service. And I look forward to seeing you here at every meeting. Well, you know, every meeting. Right. As well as uh, your expertise of your colleagues. And we welcome and look forward to having you. It was also brought to my attention that we have some other guests with us today from the city of Kalamazoo, um, from the HR and DEI. Department, if you wouldn't mind making those introductions. Yeah, Shelly Dusek is HR Director with the City of Kalamazoo. She was at our last meeting as well to offer advice on any kind of employment or HR items relevant to the Executive Director Developments. And Tanya Hewitt Smith was recently appointed Director of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Department, which is part kind of embedded in the City Manager's Office. And they work very, very closely together, as you can imagine, on all things employment and staffing. And the Chief Operations Officer Laura Lamb as well, recently promoted this summer, uh, is joining us as usual. The track coach at I believe, State College. All right. Well, there's no shortage of people with um, fabulous talent in this room. We are very lucky for that because this is a unique situation here at the Foundation for Excellence. Uh, moving on to C2, we've got the Finance Committee report. I believe no report this time, Adam. All items as well with uh, the executive committee were action items, so those are represented in the regular agenda. And so those two, those two uh, finance report and executive report just on this one. Okay, uh, C3, the executive committee report. Also no report there. Okay, so we are on to um, the regular agenda, item B1, where we are going to be looking at the amendment of the 2022 schedule and the approval of the 2023 schedule of needs. Madam President, page eight of 64. We've combined all of the meetings here, and this is follows the same format we've had for several years. Uh, because of the OMA process, these need to be posted publicly. Uh, so once it's approved, it will be posted here at the city and put on the website, and we'll load up all the meetings into our online calendar uh, and get those loaded up into the, the city's portal for the public as well. Uh, one change this time 
is that because we've added the audit subcommittee and the uh, nominating committee, we're now, I believe it's about 18 meetings plus board meetings. And as committee meetings are working meetings, they're smaller, they're briefer, they're more numerous. I was discussed at the executive committee that we would not live stream those. Uh, those meetings prepare items to be acted on at the board meetings. So we would continue to live stream the board meetings, which again is a holdover from COVID, prior to COVID, none of these meetings were live streamed. Um, so that is a little less burdensome on staff and, and coordinating all those pieces, pure technical difficulties, and it just lets the board really get its work done the way it needs to as a, as a team. So that's there. And as a note, it can be amended, changed, means to be canceled at any time, as long as we follow the rule. Not, excuse me, not at any time, but as long as it's in accordance with the all right, so what we're looking for is a motion to amend. Is this going to be two separate motions? Uh, one to amend the 2022 schedule and one to approve the 2022 schedule. Yeah, who's the attorney? Yes. Yeah, right. Yes, sir. I just signed a contract. Okay. Six days until that contract. Yeah. All right. So, um, per um, Attorney Robinson, I would just need one motion, please, to amend the 2022 schedule and approve the 2023 motion. Schedule. To Thank you, Director Taylor. Second. Second, Dr. Roster. Uh, any questions or comments? Yes, Director Balcomb. If we put these all on school bit first, then, I mean, last time we had a 21 day issue, does that avoid all that for next year? So if we went to a 100 bylaws or do whatever, it took 21 days to do it. The 21 days was an oversight of myself. That wasn't a technical uh, issue. I know it was an oversight, but if you put them all out there now, does that get rid of that? In that case, it wasn't a notification of meeting, it was a notification of the meeting with the intent to amend the bylaws. And then and they had to be enumerated. So that was the piece that was missing. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for the question. Should these still clarification? Are, are they going to? Yeah. They've, we've used Civic Clerk for years now. For those who don't know, Civic Clerk is the software system that the city uses for city commission meetings. It manages these huge PDF documents that we produce or packets or sometimes over 100. And they're available to the public. And so it's that's the just the custom software that's used for that purpose. Thank you for providing that clarification and thank you for that question because there are folks who definitely would not um, have been familiar with that and I think that's important to um, announce. All those in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed? Seeing that there are none, uh, we will, that motion does carry. B2 is um, looking for a recommendation for the draft of the 2023 Foundation for Excellence City Budget to present to the City Commission for inclusion in the 2023 budget. Thank you, Madam President. On page nine of 64 is the agenda. That gives a background on the city's budgeting process and history of how we've been consistent with using the transmittal memo uh, format for the last uh, number of years, five years at this point. And when you flip the page over um, to 11, you'll see the actual transmittal itself. Um, when this is updated, the two, the addressee will be the mayor and city commission because it will be transmitted from yourselves to um, the city commission as usual. So you see here the top level number is $23,860,732 as the overall budget. Uh, the budget stabilization is the same as last time you saw this at 
million dollars, and the tax reduction is also the same at $13.98 million. If you flip to the next page, you'll see the update that was mentioned by Director Malcolm on reducing the contract from with the investment management company from 185000 to 180000 is reflected in overall costs. And that changes the bottom line very slightly. Um, other than that, the programs presented under aspirational are the same as last presented. And so we have a, the continuation of the, of the draft essentially as it was seen last time. And then under Appendix A on page 13 and beyond, those are the descriptions of the projects, uh, including in some cases historic data, just to show sort of trends and involvement. Uh, and then under tax reduction and budget stabilization, it recaps the, the methodology used to calculate those. And in the case of taxes, it also shows the excuse me, the 2023 projected taxable value of real estate in the city of Kalamazoo that makes up the math behind that payment. Okay, so I am looking for that motion. Can you recommend the draft for the 2023 uh, budget for the For discussion purposes? Yes, sir. Supported by Director uh, Carroll. Questions and comments? Yes, Director Buckman. Um, thank you. And this budget is the operations personnel for our executive director. I assume other participants, but we're not approving the contract until after until the end of our session, and it doesn't really give a salary um, on the contract. And so I'm not really sure if that's enough for the salary, the expenses, the car, the benefits, everything that it needs or not. So the order seems to be a little bit off to me. And I believe that that did come up at the last meeting mm -hmm. um, when um, Steve, the other chair, was here. Mm -hmm. And um, would you like to comment? Yeah, we discussed that this was essentially a placeholder to the best of our ability because the candidate's going to have to establish salary uh, with in negotiation between the president uh, and with the assistance of the attorney. Um, it was spoken about and decided at the last meeting as well that it was best to put the director position at the very end of the meeting today in case there was lengthy discussion on that or any kind of items that needed to go with it. Having said that, uh, I actually did turn around and said I would ask you if, if it was a concern of the board, uh, it would be possible to move the item to the end at this point with regard to Director Baltimore's concerns. Or since the motion's been made, if there's a still discussion by the directors to, to leave it. So you can you can uh, amend the motion to take it up later in the meeting. So we would be taking up all of the two later on so that we could discuss it closer to the uh, the last couple uh, agenda items that we have. Yes. Question. In yes. this discussion, what clarity are we looking for to come away with? Well, is what we decide, does this cover two positions, 235000 Does that cover two positions plus benefits plus everything that we need because we're going to take the executive director under this board? It seems a little bit late to me. That's why, you know, depending on what we agree on, this is blank. 
I, I just don't know. So and the reason why I asked that just for clarity is to like, should we prepare for that discussion to have some kind of information to put or are we coming up with that information today that's discussion? If if it helps directors, what we would assume here is that if there was a second position, it wouldn't be hired until at least halfway through the year, if not later. Okay. So and we discussed that last thing. So it's 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 so that was adequate. I, I really believe it's adequate. Okay. Yeah. All right, that's good. I think that was the word the verbiage, excuse me, that was used last time to adequate. Mm -hmm. And we can always amend the budget. Yeah. 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 And I think that was the second uh, portion of that. I do recall it was adequate. So um hmm, how to proceed with this then? Um take the motion that is. Yeah. Okay, so we're not going to okay. Well, then uh, one more time. Uh, we did do the motion and second. So any further questions and comments on that? All those in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed? Seeing that there are none, that motion stands. Moving on to uh, regular agenda item three. We need to talk about confirming stakeholder directory renewals at this time. Page 16, you'll see under the recommendation is confirming intent to renew by the following stakeholder directors who are eligible for renewal. And the names are Melissa Carroll, treasurer of the art sector, Titus Ellis, business and banking sector, Alice Taylor, neighborhood sector, specifically Northside neighborhood, and Charlene Taylor with Infinity nonprofit organization sector. And so all are eligible. You'll see on the right of the recommendation that um, number one, three, and four. So Carol, Taylor, and Taylor are would be term limited at this would be the last eligible term for the bylaws. They could then take a year break and be eligible to come back on. But after many years of diligent service, the three directors would uh, would be concluding in 26. And Ida Salas uh, came in with a partial term, the way that it worked with that the last director, uh, your predecessor. So it's just it's a, it seems quick, but we get that started and then we have three full terms after that. So um, what we would want to do then is just really confirm by by voice uh, the intent to renew to go in order. Okay, yeah, let's go ahead and go in order with Director Kerr, Director Carroll. I confirm my intent to renew. I don't. Director Salas, I'm oh, sorry. Yes, I confirm to renew. Thank you. And Director Taylor. Which one? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Alice, I'm so sorry. I confirm. Thank you. And Director Charlene Taylor. I cannot. Thank you. I guess. There's been a wrench. That achieves the purpose, Madam President. And yes. just that, what yes, that does absolutely. is puts us on the two tracks for the nominating committee and the board uh, stakeholder process. So we have done that. Good to go. They say you'll be most strong. Yeah. We thank you for your commitment. You've served a long time. Yeah. I did what I would do now. Thank you. Thank you. So, we're going to take a motion on these 
recommendations, or excuse me, make a motion on the recommendations. And that would be for the three that have accepted um, their confirmative intent. And I, yes, sir. Answer your question. Yes. No, you don't have to. Okay. They, they will be. It's an adjustment to the bylaws in itself, or just you know, within these steps after that. Yeah. 
Okay, so I'm looking for the first motion um, to update the FFP bylaws in our Christian Corporation. So, support. Uh, thank you, Director Hess and City Manager Ritzola. Any questions or comments? All those in favor? Okay, so, um, sorry, if you look at that, please. Raquel Rubueso? Aye. Yes or no? Yes. Ritzman? Yes. Carol? Yeah. Anderson? Yes. Hess? Yes. Balcoma? Yes. Bostrom? Yes. Harrison? Yes. Lomberg? Yes. Salas? Yes. Washington? Yes. Miller? Yes. Hoffman? Yes. Charlene Taylor? Yes. Alice Taylor? Yes. Thank you. Madam this is fully um, the, the next one for D6, will that also be unanimous or that's no, just a separate motion? Two -thirds. Thank you. It should be a voice. Thank you for clarifying that. All right. So I'm actually looking now for a, a motion, please, or uh, a motion so that we may vote on the adjustment of the budget date in the bylaws. So thank you, Director Washington. Thank you, Director Washington. And just, Madam Chair, just to clarify and return, not voice for it, so I'm just okay. Just okay. Uh, thank you for clarifying that. Well, hold on. Thank you. And um, Attorney Robinson, would you please help us with that roll call? Certainly. Put it over Alex Taylor? Yes. Charlene Taylor? Yes. Hoffman? Yes. Miller? Yes. Washington? Yes. Salas? Yes. Lomberg? Yes. Harrison? Yes. Bostrom? Yes. Balcomer? Yes. Hess? Yes. Anderson? Yes. Carroll? Yes. Ritzman? Yes. Calderon? Yes. Thank you. Item D7 for I'm making a motion to approve the updated investment consulting agreement for the foundation for excellence in downtown. Thank you, Madam President. That's on page 26 of 64. And I'll make note of a correction, which is in the appendix that you will see. So Page 39 of your packet, which is attachment fee structure, it was brought to our attention. You'll see in the third paragraph that the date for payment starts at March 31st, 2013. That's been corrected to 2023 in the signature copies that the Madam President has at the moment. So your packets are incorrect. That's been updated. The signature copies are correct. Other than that, it is ready for the motion, which is listed there. Not the I'm looking to the page. I so. It was 26, but they can't cut off at the bottom of the page. 26. So. Okay, uh, motion to approve the updated investment consulting agreement for the Foundation for Excellence Endowment for a period of three years, which I had. Thank 
Thank you. Um, are there any questions or comments? Yes, Dr. Bob. Yeah, I have a question. So, the retainer, when we get retrospectively, when we put our hands off, what does that mean? I think that anticipates uh, if it's approved after the end of the year. So, we pay the first one the first quarter after the work is done? Or do we pay it January 1st? I believe I believe the way to pay that would be that first quarter. Uh, well, yes, the, the annual retainer agreement begins. January 1st, first payment's not due until March 31st. Okay. Retired okay. to the first step. Okay. So it's referring to that first payment being retroactive to the beginning of the first quarter. Okay. Yes. Any other questions or comments? All those in favor? Aye. 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 Opposed. Uh, see if that there are none, that motion does pass. And, uh, now we are to the section where we will be looking uh, to for the draft at excuse me to approve the draft support service agreement with the city of Kalamazoo, with a pending review for the Foundation for Excellence Independent Council, which I have asked to be due by December twelfth. So, Madam President, yep, the item is page forty and a recommendation of. As written, was approved the draft support service agreement with the city of Kalamazoo. And just as a recap, as written in the background here, is this is formalizing services that are provided to the staff that support the FFP. So, lights, laptop, payroll services, benefits administration. Um, it's written in here as well that because this, the FFP is still paying $586 plus thousand dollars to the city for personnel. The city is not having it, they're, they're waiving it or the, the fee for the services in particular. So we begin uh, to calculate next year for fiscal year 24, whatever that actual dollar for dollar will be. Uh, and the, uh, the amendment that needs to be made to this, uh, which was brought up by Miller Johnson as a, a very critical concern, was as Attorney Robinson, wonderful though he is, uh, he was in a sense reading the contract as as a party to both organizations, the city and the FFB. So it makes sense to then just make sure that we have your now dedicated legal counsel review it. So it would be approve the draft support service agreement with the city of Kalamazoo pending review by FFB's independent counsel by the separate 12, as you said. So you can call for that motion at any time. Motion. Motion. Yes. So moved by Mr. Thank you, Director Hass. Second. Thank you. Thank you, Director Carroll. All those in the yes, comment. Uh, as this board some Nolan members now, you have waived any conflicts between in my position between me and the city and the city's council and the city commission similarly waived any conflicts. However, you can't. Be on both sides of the fence. So I did review the agreement, but suggested that it, once I review it, I'm going to be representing the city from this perspective. And it would be best that any comments I had shared with new council so they could represent the interests of the Thank you for that. Um, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Are there any other comments or questions with regards to? Um, this motion. 
right? All those in favor? All right. Um, are there any opposed? Seeing as there are none, that motion passes. E9 is the motion to approve the draft grant agreement with the city of Kalamazoo. What page can you find that on? That was present on page 49 and 64. And this would have the exact same addition. So we, can, we would add the motion request would be as written, but we would add on pending review by FMP and the company council by December 12th. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for your patience there. Uh, okay, so I'm looking for a motion to approve the draft grant agreement with the city of Kalamazoo, pending the review by the Foundation for Excellence Appendix Council, due by December 12th. So thank you, Director. Support. Miller. Thank you, Director Miller. Any questions or concerns? Yes, Director Balkman. Um, under the total budget, can you put the budget in that you just approved, or can we put the budget down after it's been approved by the city commission? So as, as conceived, this would be passed with the budget because it's part of the budgetary document. So it would go at the same time would be filled in then because the FFP's recommending this. But it's not the rubber doesn't hit the road until city commission passes it, of course. Right. So then it's in January when the city yeah. commission approves the rest of the Yeah. And there's it's possible to have it in the past that the you know the meeting dates are moved to two or three times. I think we had with snow in 2018 was that Arctic three. So, so then it's in it has to be January. Right. Yes, sir. Not sure which legal counsel I'm asking this of, but <laughs> so since I'm a signatory on this, should I re recuse myself? No, you don't have to. Yeah. Right. Is there any further discussion or comments with regards to this motion? All those in favor? Aye. All right. Thank you. Are there any opposed? Seeing that there are none. That motion also passes. We are to depend with uh, the agenda items is a motion to approve the draft for the executive director position description. So we're just looking at the description itself to approve that. Madam President, that's page 55, and that's a two sided sheet of paper, mm -hmm. which as a background of the FFP, because the history is unique and really is important to describing how the position came to be and where it's at. And then the description of the different features, example of duties, essential qualifications, physical requirements, compensation benefits. This again mimics the format and approach of a city account as you posting. So those categories are broadly the same. Um, and then this was, of course, this is being brought by the executive committee. So it was reviewed there uh, and is ready for the motion, which is just a, a simple approval of the description. Thank you for motion, uh, motion. So moved. So Thank you, Dr. Miller. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Commissioner Hoffman. Any questions or comments at this time with regards to this motion? All those in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed? 
in that there are non recognition classes. Uh, the next motion that we have to look at is to approve the draft executive director employment agreement. Madam yeah, President, that's 11, page 57. And this is again a simple um, motion. And this was recommended forward by the executive committee. Uh, one uh, addendum, I would say, or one other item that's not in the packet that was added thanks to the sharp reading of Director Lombard. You all had a separate sheet which said guideline code of ethics. So the contract makes reference to the city's code of conduct section two, and we work with HR director Dusick. This is that section. So these are, if I'm not mistaken, the essentially the, the items where one could be fired with cause in the state of Michigan. I think the reference to it in section two, it would be right in here. Director Lombard, can I avail yeah. myself of you? Where did where is the so commission of the contract? If you look at page two of the contract, the first full. It's not just even about this, it's any other policies, procedures, um, what's our medical reading and things of that nature, mm -hmm. you know, long term disability. You know, that's an interesting concept. And that is because this person will be adapting, they'll, they'll be under that insurance and stuff, right? I mean, so it, it's blended. And so this person in this quasi state, so the city can provide an office space. That's individual. So then, if you think about that office space, you know, that to operate in the mode that the rest of the building is operating. So I do understand yeah. that. Um, so we might have to do, I think, so Commissioner Lombard's or Director Lombard's suggestion we might have to refer to it as reference as the city's code of conduct. And this probably won't be the first time we might end up with that, directing it to that. Um, so yeah, we have some things that are armed, some things that we're not going to say. Because a lot of what exists within this job description or the agreement that has that portion to do with what the city handles, similar to the transportation department, I think if we just made reference to that as going back to the city, short of writing a separate one, that, that I think would, would that be suffice, sir? What I would suggest. Uh, is that you remove the language section Roman numeral two and and the word so the section Roman numeral two and the following word of would be removed and then you would 
had the language after the word the attached city of Kalamazoo employee code package. And so this page would be attached as an addendum to the, the agreement. And a question to Robinson that could then be that could be changed at any time. Mm -hmm. The board can adopt its own, replace mm -hmm. it, and yes. but if to have to have staff it, it merits having a standard. And if you're gonna have a standard, even as provisional, having the cities would be as Director Washington said, make a lot of sense. That's correct. So would I need to amend the motion to include you know the no, Okay. Um so I will add to this motion then that um, is it being from the agreement with an amendment to include the city of Kalamazoo code of conduct? Okay. Thank you. Okay, so I am looking. Uh, is there any further discussions or questions before I make the motion? You need to make the motion first. And then okay, then we'll go back to discussing it. Thank you. There's just so many questions ahead of time. Well, the, the, so the motion that I'm making is to approve it. I'm sorry, for the, the motion that I am looking for is to approve the draft executive director employment agreement with an amendment to include the city of Kalamazoo code of conduct. Now I'm looking to see if there's any questions. Thank you, Director. Any questions? Is the contract yeah. at will or for cause? Yeah, I believe it is at will here in section two, part B. So is that our will or is that the person's will, right? This at will, yeah, without cause. So the typical at will employee of the city get a severance agreement. I believe that is the question. Wait for two seconds. Two seconds. If I could ask you to address that question for directly. So the typical at will employees in the county get a severance agreement. The city. I'm sorry, the city. If they have an employment agreement, and it's without cause. So that would just probably be a couple of right your city manager, your city attorney, the department directors, of which I believe is 11. Also have an employment agreement, correct? Yes, okay. And then, um, my other question is on the paid vacation. Um, doesn't really, I know you have sick time and holidays to get paid for, um, quite a few holidays. Should that be um, outlined in section six, and or should we just give you? 40 days of paid time off. We don't care if it's vacation, sick, or holiday. Because really, you get more than five. You probably get 10 or 11 paid holidays too, right? You get a whole bunch. And then, do we really care if you're out sick or you're out on vacation? Probably not. So, why doesn't it just, we just give a bank, right? Here's the time and you can take it. You can be sick and bed or you can be vacationing, doesn't matter. And then there's no accrued liability on the books ever for an unused sick time or anything else. It's just a bank. Direct, yes. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Can you stand up? Yeah, I apologize. I didn't see you. We're having a hard time. I'm concerned with that there's an FMLA on this way and being sick for that. I don't want to blur those lines. I prefer the two banks, vacation and sick. 
we can roll the holidays into that, or we can make reference to all of the city holidays instead. So we can do that. Which is the second, the second paragraph under paid vacation as right. the, shows the, the 10 days of vacation time, etc. Excuse me, I'm sorry, that's a continuation. So, so your distinction was between so paid as compared to vacation. Vacation also goes with holidays, though. No, okay. but she was referring specifically to FMLA, which is neither. Right, that's fine. Right. But if the, if the FFP is the employer of this position, the position is not. Is it because of the contract position that with the agreement that we're going into the city with the city, similar to the transportation that um, employees that already exist? So this is already happening, so to speak, with the transportation employees. So the question the pastor is going to ask probably next on the channel: Who does the person work? The board of directors? No, no. I mean, what organization? Is it? So you're not running across this this issue right now with the transportation department because there's sufficient employees. That's why you're also correct. Okay. I mean, just aside, we represent the CCPA too. Right. And a lot of employers have, have gotten rid of the sick time. The county has, ISK has. So it's one thing. And so I don't, we don't really yeah. care how you take that side. So then but, but we're, but we're doing a blend here again. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. Jim, uh, we're, doing, we're doing a blend again, though, right? Because you are going to take the city's insurance. Right. This person yeah. will take the city's insurance. So if they're taking the city's insurance, then they're lumped into it. The basket again. So th th these are very good questions. Yeah. We're getting around it because they're they're coming into it. Because if, if we had to do insurance for one individual, this this would be a, so right. I'm assuming we're so doing insurance for the city's thing. So just an understanding of how that blending is working. Yeah. So so primarily, yeah. most of the human resource functionalities are going to still be through the city at least presently. Right. Correct. And yeah. so that so we use the same theory that was said earlier that. Um, most of the employees are dealt with in this way. It makes sense yeah. to handle this this way for now until we. Yeah, um, now it's going to ask Director Dusek if, if we did it the way your boss was referring to, would that make a difficult in our payroll system the way we track time off? Yeah. Our systems are not set up Similar to what? Director Hopewell said, right. for now, we can. For now. Yes, sir. I have one more question on the care allowance. Can you uh, outline the instances of a care allowance? So, um, I, I, could I also seek for you to Absolutely. answer this question? I know that we talked about it a little bit, but Please. you're obviously going to be the most qualified person right. to answer this question. Absolutely. So, directors, deputy directors, and above at the city have a car allowance, depending on what level. It is, you know, longer than when you have a car allowance, you do not claim violence in the first place. So it is my understanding that the executive director of FRP will be using his own vehicle to travel to different locations. I understand numerous. So that car allowance will cover that. Only when you travel outside for business purposes, outside of a certain mileage, are you able to collect mileage with our state allowance. 
that, Judge Buckner? Is that um, does that answer your question fully? Thank you. Thank you, Director. Sure. Madam Chair, I'm just going to say this because it's on my heart. We do have to be careful. This is just a careful warning. Just because we've done something in the city of Boston and it doesn't work with our payroll or whatever, we still have choice. I guess I keep concerned when we say, well, it has to be this way because that's the way it is. Not really. This means that we have to do something different. And often, or occasionally, there's not an interest to do something different or uh, comfort with that. So I just want to make sure we, uh, I understand we want to be comfortable, but comfort doesn't usually get you all the great things you need to get. So, so yeah. I agree. And I think that that's another reason we've also stated for now, after a lot of the comments that we've made. And I mean, we know that business as usual doesn't make sense or make good business. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here right now. Around this table, making decisions. So, thank you for that. Okay, so any other questions or comments? Yes, I'm sorry. No, I'm just director. Okay, I'm just having trouble. So, yes. the executive director is an FFE employee, but in a lot, lot of ways, they function as a city employee. And that's really, oh, and of course, they, but they're getting. So if they're getting their benefits administration is through this contract agreement with the, the city, city mm-hmm. does that mean they're considered part of the like the employer employee of a larger employer for legal things like FMLA? And those I believe are, are questions that other people in the room with you would need to confirm that if you don't mind director Dushek or sir. And so I uh, and the same back was. Yes, um, I think what we need to do is take that contract, review it, and um, answer those questions for you because I think it's kind of a thorny issue, right? Um, certainly, I don't know, like, that's a statute, you can't right. really um, serving like that too much. Um, you know, so, I'm not trying to get out of it, like, yeah, I just and, know someone who leads a small organization, right? And, the city's actually right, and so and so the city is actually uh, doing contracting its services for that. That does not mean that the employee um, executive director is part of the city. Thank you. Um, yeah, so actually what I would, what the motion, I'm sorry, sir. Yes. I, when uh, attorney uh, Richard Cherry said that, um, go back to the support services agreement. It's right there to a payroll vendor. So the city shall mm-hmm. provide full payroll services for FFB employees, including preparation of checks, direct deposit. Oh, we've already approved the agreement that the city approved that. I'd like to add as well, because this is, uh, as I was sharing uh, with Director Longberg, we, we have some experience with the 
campus employees that uh, represent Capital Commons, but they're on different college campuses. Those college campuses we find it best for them to administer the checks. Those employees, they, they actually work for them, even though they provide the resource for them. Um, it, it can get so better to answer the question now, and so we're doing very well. We're going to come up again. I will tell you one of the benefits was, and I have to imagine in this situation as well, is that when they do work for the college and or the school that they're at, they have access to all the data. They have access to be able to move around in the organization without MOUs and those types of things that find it to be very, very important. I have to imagine in this contractual relationship, we get to benefit from that as well. Uh, if I'm mistaken, please let me know. But the, the closer they are in the city, then they get to benefit from those resources. But we got to figure out how to make those decisions. Thank you for that. If I could just, yes, sir. That continuing that paragraph there in the service agreement, it says payroll will be processed in accordance with the city standard payroll procedures and timekeeping software. So we've already agreed to that. President, so are yes, we um, having our attorneys yeah, um, approve the draft employment agreement, then we're going to bring it back in December? Is that what I heard you say? So we're going to have the independent counsel. Yes. And um, so then are we going to wait on the employment uh, agreement as well? Because we're not going to tell what we're doing if he doesn't take the chance. So that, that's actually what we're going to um, to do the motion for right now is to approve the draft executive direct employment agreement with the amendment to include the city code of conduct and pending the FFE um, independent council. I you know it's a lot, but that if we want that to happen, that's President, is, is the addition of the language regarding December, December 12th being acceptance to the maker of the motion and first or second? Which was Washington. Washington. Yeah. Is that, that's correct. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for that. I think it is important to do that in order to keep that all. Um, so we have a motion in a second, correct? Yes. Yes. If I, if I just have a brief word on this, is I really appreciate all the patience and the technical expertise that you're bringing, and everybody. We have the right people in the room. We're we're delicately unthreading part of a relationship that still needs to be absolutely hand in glove forever because the only reason empathy exists is to support the yeah. city <laughs> there are what can only be called idiosyncrasies of this so for example the the higher fire lies with the city or excuse me lies with the FFP. however the appointment is subject to city commission approval so that's you know item one slightly unusual not very unusual but for very good reason and then also as that there's the service agreement in place which has just been discussed it creates an interesting um, but also opportunity filled aspects that director washington mentioned for example having uh, being embedded in the city being able to operate just at the same level so appreciate everybody's patience these are all being done at open meetings it's not easy work it's contract work we have at least one lawyer at the moment so that also <laughs> also contributes so thank you very much i just wanted to say that So um, we, we do need to vote. So all those in favor? Aye. 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 Any opposed? Seeing that there are no, that motion moves. 
So the last motion that we have today is uh, a motion. I'm, I'm looking for a motion to appoint uh, the Foundation for Excellence Manager, Steve Brown, the Executive Director. It's my honor to make that motion. And you support. Thank you. Director Taylor's. Yes, Director Balcom. President says the recommendation of the successful completion of the executor, executive director employment agreement, and that's not going to come back until December. Yeah. So I don't know that you could make this without the completion of this, which will happen in December per your last motion. Okay. And we can, well, no, that was something that it was, it was on the schedule, but we did not anticipate that this would happen, and we're glad that it did so that we can make sure that we're covering all our bases. And concerns that have been brought to the table. Just can we just appoint him and have him? So, yeah, it's just an agreement or? negotiation, right? Is that what it is? So, what does that say in that previous motion, uh, Director Ball? If you're going to approve it, subject to your, our attorney's review on December 12th, that's what the motion is called. Yeah, but does that so even when you appoint someone, that doesn't mean you agree to anything other than you want to move them forward. And so, you know, I don't know that you have to have an agreement in place until well, it's under the recommendation and the motion that was just made for the for well, we can adjust the motion. I can find the and take that out. And I don't even know if we need to change that wording because it's subject to approval. So we can still make the appointment and have it be subject to approval yeah. because it's still subject to approval by the city commission. So it needs to stay subject to approval by the city commission and the successful review of the FFB's outside or FFG's attorney. Well, right. Just, uh, successful completion, which is still pending. So, mm -hmm. uh, now, sure, can we have the attorney off yeah. with that? You know what's the spirit of what we're trying to do for the us the word? I would suggest that the motion be a conditional offer of appointment subject to city commission approval and agreement on the contract. Okay. Conditional offer to appointments uh, pending the approval of the contract and city commission. Thank you. Can I agree to that change? Yeah. And I thank you, Judge. Any other questions or comments? I just wanted to hear about the yes, this process and coming up with the decision with this uh, step. So the FFE, as we all know, is a very special group organization. Um, it's not really a foundation, it's not really a nonprofit, it's it's a whole bunch of things that are, you know, um, with a lot of moving parts. And one of my concerns was maintaining the integrity of the foundation. Um, and one of the things that I was concerned with was 
bringing someone in that didn't have the background knowledge of all of the hard work that we put in to um, not only maintaining integrity of the foundation, but really building on the trust of the community as this being a function for the people, for the city, based on the things that the city needs. Um, I think Steve has been doing a fantastic job. Um, this is really a complicated situation. And I thought that that was significant merit to make that recommendation. Uh, that, that's what I can say for myself. Thank you, Judge. Um, Director Carroll here. And um, we did have a very lengthy discussion mm -hmm. in the executive committee meeting. And um, I voiced my concern about not posting the position. Um, but after further review and as I said, lengthy discussion, I, I came to the agreement that um, I think Steve Brown is the best person for appointment, which I always felt. Um, and the, what swayed me was um, a couple comments. One is that it is under our purview as a uh, board to make this um, appointment. And that even if we did do a lengthy search, um, we, I, I'm quite convinced we would arrive at the same decision and it would be a waste of resources if we continued um, to do a major search and, um, and also we, I mean, we discussed everything from you know, putting it out there for a short period of time, which is common practice um, in government when you already have somebody in mind. Um, but it, it just seemed disingenuous, as uh, Director Miller pointed out, that um, to put it out there when we know that we have a very qualified person um, that is interested and, uh, and, and we've really enjoyed working with. Um, but I, I definitely understand where there, there is concern. Um, I'm, I am concerned about how it appears you know, to the community. So I think that that is a very good question that you asked and I think we need to be prepared to um, answer those questions that will come up. Make a point of things I'll put in because that, that immediately comes to mind. You know, some of the concerns and things they can make. What I'll, what I guess what I'll say, having been here from the start, and we've only been at this while, is that we're just so new at it. And so this is another major shift and transition for us. But once again, we got questions around the table, even as to what the shift is going to look like. Steve, having been with the city and then working with this, gives us the greatest continuity right now to, to withstand this shift because we got to make it. We've got to get ourselves and say, director, move forward. I think he gives us the best continuity opportunity to withstand that shift. And go. I don't know if this would be, if he, if he was appointed today, I don't know if it'd be the last job he ever had. But it will be a whole lot easier for the next person once we have better understanding. So, in the sense of continuity, that's barring all the great expertise and work that is done. That's 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 not argued. That's not table. But um, but with that, he gives us the great continuity there to continue to make the movement as a young organization and then continue to move forward. Just the reason why I brought it up is for the communication piece that we didn't have as commissioners and representatives of our fields, right? To make sure we justify them. With the decision, but I want to make sure I can explain it to the people I run into in a way that they can buy into all the work that we do and everything that comes from the FAP. And the second part, which I understand, right? Applying for jobs that you know somebody is already in for, 
but the part that I, I want to establish is the process that I was thinking in my head of this is how we work as an organization. We put out the so it, it's transparent. You know, people see how we work and we operate. And even if you don't get the position, there's still the opportunity for you to see how the city's moving internally. Because that, you know, that's that's a part of our process, not necessarily what they see. So that was just my mindset about it is like being able to show our work, what we're doing, but also being able to communicate effectively. Not being, you know, not saying the wrong words to kind of misinterpret or not misguide the work that we're doing internally based off of the system of letter rate. There's a second position that's listed at some point that comes into play, and that we would charge the executive director to make sure we're in line and that we are following these protocols and making sure that we're having that transparency and stuff like that. Well, I think we do want to have an open and transparent process, just like with our attorney, right? We did an RFP, we accepted applications, we explored them all. We just didn't go out and, and say, Mr. Cherry, and say, oh, guess what? Here's the flavor of the day. This is who we went. But I mean, we really did have an open process and then brought it forward to this board as a recommendation, right? Right. And so I think that we do have some established processes on what we do, correct? And then we want to be open and honest and fair and transparent in our dealings, right? So should have a fair process, whoever is coming in to bid on whatever service that we need, to your point. Yeah, That's why I just brought it up. No, but there's also some consistencies in all those processes. So we do one thing in one process, it, it matches all the way out, regardless of what our conversation is here. That's where the work happens. But what they see is the same thing happening consistently, they buy it to the work. So for that, like if we had a process that we put out for RFP for people to follow, then the expectation is every other position that's available with the FFB, my thinking is it's going to be put someplace where we at least have an opportunity. But if that was my interest. But if we're not following that, it has to be somewhere we justify that decision and say we decided to do it differently because of this. That's, that's true. true. These which, are, which these are two, which you don't. But, but what we've done is these are two different things. So we contracted for a service. So it's different than bringing in an executive director. So point is very well taken. So we don't have a for this. So this is how we've established it. But we, we contracted with a service, but that is a process that is in place. That's there that the city's always done and what we could follow. So so there's that process we follow, but we don't have a process for this. Well naturality though. So we have a gentleman that's been doing a job. This thing, the job description doesn't really change too much. I mean maybe a little bit. He's been doing the job. We've been excited about the work he's doing. So to me, this is more of a promotion than a creating a new position. He's been vetted and, and looked at through through the process of landing this role. You have to compete for this role. And you gained it. And now the role is being adjusted. And we got the best guy for the job. And I think uh, we've recognized that through his work over the years and the work that we appreciate so much. Thank you for that. And I think that there are some positions on here and processes that don't look the same. For instance, excuse me for putting you kind of out there, sir, but you know, your direct reference um, role was different than the way that we came upon our roles. And our relationship with the city still depends on that democratic factor of having the city commission approve all of the things that we are recommending. So I think those for me are some things that I also kind of came to mind was, okay, all of this was a process and we are still establishing it and it may look different just as we've been mentioning some of the other things here that we're approving but may have to amend based on things that come up so i hope that helps um, but i'm happy to 
continue the discussion with you or for anyone else who has any other questions. Maybe one of his first jobs yeah. would be to create a, an employment search process for further positions. Thank you for that suggestion for the second position. Yeah, and, and that was another thing. Thank you for lifting that up that I thought, and um, obviously, um, former Mayor Hobel mentioned is that state will be a great tool, even if that you know, you don't stay with us for the rest of your life, or if you don't in fact get that position. I know it's a so late, so right? Yeah, um, it's that. I can think of no better person to at least help usher that person into that new role if they did not exactly. Were there any other questions before the actual vote? Okay. Um, so all of those in favor? I'm sorry, sir. You, thank you, sir, for pointing that out. Um, I could not figure out Anderson. the order before. Anderson. Yes. Yes. Calderon Lisa. Yes. Carol. Yes. Harrison. Yes. Hess. Yes. Hoffman. Yes. Longbird. Yes. Richmond. Yes. Salas. Yes. A. Taylor. Yes. 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 C. Taylor. Yeah. Washington. Yes. Yeah. Okay, we've um, come to section E of public comments, sir. Thank you, Madam President. Section E is the public comment section. So I will read rules again briefly while city grant specialists carry the Williams get our call-in system ready to go. Williams, are we ready? Turned out for comments. Okay, so those in the audience, uh, step forward, please. You have three minutes to comment. Seeing none, we will go to online and I'll repeat the phone number that you can call in. It's 1 888 382 9556. And as we say always, the message will say that it's calling the city commission because it's a shared line, but I assure you it's calling into us right now. So we'll give that the customary one minute for people to call in. And if we don't receive calls, we will close the public comment period. It's a mess. 
This is sort of an artifact, actually. You can close comments, Ms. Williams, Madam President. Public comment period has concluded. years with the city as far as investing goes and recognizing his time with the city for investing potential and other benefits. Yes. I would like to add that um, we've had meetings before that have gone faster and they were slower than this particular meeting. Um, President Kellogg, this was a difficult task even at the beginning with all of the things that needed action and the sensitive nature of it. He did a wonderful job. Yes. Uh, yes. And to the staff, others that were, were helping with that as a go, because it would be very beneficial about the others. So we can appreciate that. And that's it. Fellow directors, thank you for the question. There's so many things that get caught that I I didn't, you know, I didn't catch myself. And maybe I catch a thing or two someone else did. Um, I think that's the nature and the function of this. This is a, another first big move. For us, when I saw those numbers, the property tax numbers, and some of the other numbers that, that we're really dealing with, and then when I also see the improvements, things that are happening in Kalamazoo that would be absent if this did not exist, um, it gives me great pride to understand that being a part of it, but also the importance of being good stewards of it and making sure there's integrity to it and answering those questions so those people that are going to ask us how our decisions are being made. So thank you for that. Nice job. Thank you. And then I guess to Charlene, dang, um, this, this was kind of this was kind of kind of quick. Now, so yeah, I really she's here till June. I really thought I had to April to speak on this, but I thought it would be on the curl. Well, yeah, I almost thought by then I probably would have changed my mind. Okay. Well, there's a strong. Oh, yeah. Strong community representative Charlene. I just want to say, you know, it's, it's always a great compliment to come in the room. And uh, so, not have you there, you know, doesn't mean that you're not out there doing good work and we're holding another account. Thank you for that. But it was quick for me too. I thought you had time to think about it. Yeah, definitely. I know you kind of threw me off a little bit as well. I thought I looked like, what? I know. I know. I was like, okay. Public 
So, you know, maybe we could talk to you about lifetime ambassador or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say don't give up on because you never know. Thank, Thank you for that. Right. I thought that could. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and with that, you know, let <laughs> Mary interested in this time. After all that, but I just wanted to reinforce exactly what our question said here. Thank you very, very much. All to remind us that talking about new things, we just appointed this nominating committee for a whole new process that we've never done before. So we got four folks that are now figuring out how we're going to do this now without the KCM. So uh, you gave us the opportunity, I guess, to start right in on that. But anyway, so that's that's going to be another new thing we're going to be figuring out as we go along here. That's a, a big change from how we've done all our questions. So, do you have a process? Do we have a process for that? <laughs> <laughs> well, we have another <laughs> Do we have recommendations to the committee, or just you pick your predecessor, or how does it work? I think part of what was discussed is that we certainly will be. Um, you know, taking your feedback and consideration for that, and we'll take that to the nominating committee and we'll build out a process that is fair and um, equitable, absolutely, and um, inclusive of not only those of us who are here, but then, of course, we have the recommendations of our elected officials. The community foundation has a new process that they've observed over two years now, and there's possibly one that could be not. And we, we 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 did base it on that. Well, if I could, if I could add, the this process, we we do have a process in short, and it's been developed with the Community Foundation, mm -hmm. and has yielded this board, which is the, among I think, if not the most diverse in terms of opinions, stances, demographics in the city. You're an outstanding board, if I can say so myself. Uh, your ability to have conflicts, if I can echo Director Washington. The process has really succeeded. If there's opportunities there, they're probably mostly for streamlining um, because it's yeah. a very, very, yes. very, in some sense, over-designed process. Yes. So there's maybe opportunities for streamlining, but it's been very, very successful. And we are, the nominee can, can, it can choose otherwise as well, but it has really essentially everything it needs to work with to just continue this track record of success. So. I just wanted to say congratulations on your new role too. Yeah, super proud of you. Yeah, Yes, on behalf of the city, sad to see you go. This meeting is now adjourned. Yeah, no.